Captain's Log, Episode 85. This week's episode of the Beer Avengers Podcast is sponsored by the Beer and Cheese Collective, located at 35-11 Dittmar's Boulevard in Astoria, Queens. Enjoy their eclectic array of craft beer, artisanal cheeses, and specialty grocery items at the Beer and Cheese Collective, home bar to yours truly, Captain Porter Brown Stout. The Beer Avengers is an unscripted podcast, except for this part right here where I usually write something. I say usually, but I haven't done that for months. I stopped writing anything in support of when the Writers Guild uh, of America went on strike uh, and are still pursuing a deal with the AMPTP. Since then, SAG-AFTRA, of which I and many other Beer Avengers are a member, is now also on strike. Uh, this is the last episode that's going to air before Labor Day, so just think about uh, whether or not you miss the written content on this show, whether you miss written content in general. Um, it's important, and not only are the writers and the actors, but everyone in film production is uh, is having a rough time of it right now. Uh, so on this upcoming Labor Day, think about that, and if you see, if you have anyone in your life who uh, or is having a rough time because of all this, go support them, buy them a beer, maybe even stand out on the picket line with them. It's, uh, you know, show them your support, as we do here at the Beer Avengers Podcast. Remember to like, star, and subscribe whenever that feels appropriate. And send us your emails at thebeervengers at gmail.com if you have any questions, suggestions, or if you just like hearing us talk about you on the show. And now, without further ado, please enjoy episode 85, Cap. And Huck. With a beer, 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 Avengers, beer, 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 Avengers, beer, 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 Avengers. With a beer, Avengers, with a beer, 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 Avengers, beer, 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 Avengers, beer, 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 Avengers. We're the Avengers. Yes, we are. Welcome to the Beercast, everyone. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in the story of Queens. I am Captain Porter Brownstout. I'm coming to you from an undisclosed location in Fresno, California. This is the Pale Male Hophead Huck. And we are... The... the Wow, that, uh, that, that, that has a different tone to it without Beer Wonder, doesn't it? Indeed. You may notice our cohort is not here with us today. That's right. He's uh, off on some special uh, birthday assignment. Uh, he, uh, he just turned 82. Yeah, happy birthday to the Beer Wonder. He oh, no, I think, at... I, I, yeah, I think I'm a little confused. Actually, that was Captain uh, or Father, Father Brownstout yesterday. Of course, all these dates don't matter because we're releasing this next week. But, you know, just know that these things happened recently. And there's a I don't think there's any real statute of limitations on wishing someone a happy birthday. Correct. So happy birthday, Huck. Hey, happy birthday, Captain. There we go. So we're all equal. (laughs) I almost used your Christian name there. Yes. Yes. Uh, It's uh, it's been known to happen on occasion, but rarely before we start drinking. I almost called you Porter. Porter, yes, that's right. Uh, hey, Porter. Yes. Hey, yes, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That uh, Johnny Cash, right? Yeah, that's a that's a. We should get that as a, a theme song one of these days. I, that, yeah, if, if if it fits. Uh, yeah, if I if I if I can't fit anything with the beer, I'll just throw in that song. Uh, but of course, yeah. for a, 
it should fit fine with a porter beer. Anyway, it's speaking of, be- speaking of beers, uh, you know, you know, shouldn't we just go ahead and get to the pours? I know we can we can just bullshit around for a while if we want to, but I don't yeah, see why not? Uh, why, why, uh, you know, with oh, this is hard to do without beer wonder here. Uh, yeah. you want to go first? Sure. All right. Oh, that was easy. <laughs> oh yeah, easier than I thought. For, well, see, there's not a- that long for me to wait. That's the thing. I know I like to introduce new breweries today, but I mean, I'm gonna, uh, I found this beer uh, at the grocery store and I was like, oh, I got to try this. And it's from my favorite brewery in California. This is called Working for Tips. And it is a Redwood Ale. And, and, a and malt you're... beverage brewed with Redwood branches. So very, very California. Yeah. A lot of beers you see, you have seen a bit at make uh, spruce tips, so yeah, actual redwood tips. So I've never tried anything like this. Usually, when I do have spruce ones, I get a bit of a oh, I'm a napkin. Uh, I get a bit of a, a a smoky flavor, so I like that. So let's take a look. It already looks dark in the in the can. Should have a, maybe an amber color. Got my chrome wolf glass. Let's give it a shot. Let's see what we look like. Oh, it is dark. Yeah. Oh yeah, malty. that looks great. Definitely looks malty as heck. So now you said, Huck, you said that was from your favorite brewery. Did I not hear, did I miss in it when California. you said? In California. Moonlight was, Brewing. I thought, Moonlight. I thought it was Moonlight. I didn't hear you say it, but that was the first thing I thought. Indeed. All right. Well, uh, recently, uh, you know, when uh, Beer Wonder and I had our, our live show at the Beer and Cheese Collective in the backyard there, I reflected on the fact that we have not had a whole lot of Westbrook Brewery. That night oh, we had the... Okay. Uh, well, we had the Mexican cake, and then, of course, a long time ago, we had that collaboration they had with uh, Evil Twin called... Oh, fuck yeah, my dude. Uh, so, uh, so, so I want to sort of... Uh, I was, I was, I was talk, telling the provider that, and she said, well, let me get you this new one from them. It's Westbrook. It's called Adjunct Assault 2. Adjunct Assault. And it's got uh, cinnamon, hazelnut, and coffee. Uh, this adju- the adjunct lords want to see a circle pit adjunct assault. I'm not sure what that means, but it sounds very exciting. Uh-huh. Uh, and I'm looking for the uh, oh, it's 13 percent. All right, oh, so I wonder if this one's going to be dark. Minus six percent. Let's take a look at this. Oh, gosh, yeah. Yeah, that's motor oil dark right out of the right out of the can. There. I just got a nice little brown head there. I'd expect that from Westbrook. Yeah, that that mouthfeel's got to be nice and thick. Check that out. The syrupy adjunct assault. I love it. Is that it? It's it's not a. Is that a collab or no? It's just it's just no. It it is it is their own. All right. Right on. All Let's right. give it a try. All right. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Slancha. Sauté, or is that was that the word? Sauté, sauté, yeah, sauté. Hmm. Hmm. Kampai. Oh, the Japanese one. I think it's kampai. Yeah, I was trying to think of another one. I'm, I'm, I got this, too much of this flavor of this beer going now. Mm. Yeah, there's a lot going on in this one. Definitely a super malty nose. <laughs> And the flavor is, it's reminiscent of a red ale. I'm not getting a lot of like, I mean, I never had it. I don't know what redwood tastes like. 
This is uh this particular one is uh I mean it's I complain sometimes about there being too many adjunct heavy things, but yeah. Westbrook is is such a great brewery. Uh, it and it, it's in there, and this is like it has that sweetness, but the there's something about that coffee flavor that sort of grounds it. No pun intended. Coffee grounds. I don't know. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but the uh, the cinnamon really adds a nice little extra bit of spice on there, ah, and this sweet. is uh, this is really delicious. Excellent. Well, I want to get, try to dive deeper on this. Now they say it's a malt beverage, so is yeah. Uh, is that an indication of a, a a lack of hops or less hops? Oh, that's a good. Have you have you noticed not noticed that on their cans before? Uh, I mean, just that they're not. They're calling it a historical beer, which is interesting. On, on all right, on, uh, fresh redwood branches harvested in late May. Take the place of hops in this toasty throwback that'll bring you right to, to the forest floor. Uh, I've also they said uh, somewhere I was reading that it's a it's a traditional Scotch uh, uh, way of making beer. Ah, uh, using these branches because if we go back in time, like you say, historical beer. So they're going to a pre-hop era, and a lot of these different regions would use what they had available. Like juniper berries were used in in certain uh, grain beverages and uh, right. and whatever it was would could grow in that area and so with the the pine trees that are redwood ale so it's it's his, it's like a historic beverage made with a new ingredient because I don't think they were making and the ingredient ales. is the bark it's it's the the redwood branches it says oh the branches okay yeah I need my other glasses. So as uh, as far as what you've you've tried before, do you think that redwood branches make a better hop substitute than Groot? <laughs> I, I think I would probably say that, yes. This beer is brewed with fresh springtime coastal redwood tips in keeping with the Scandinavian and Scottish styles of brewing with conifer branches. So there you go. So it is an old... Scandinavian and Scottish style. Uh, and it is indeed made without hops. It's a malt beverage. So it's still a beer because it's a grain grain beverage. But okay. without the hops, it does not meet the Heinheitskabat rules. But it definitely is a different, different flavor. Very malty. You know, I don't love it, but I like it. Okay. That's well. That's you know. It, it, so and as far yeah. as moonlight goes, you know, I mean, I love I love everything moonlight does, and so uh, just as far as style, like I love that they're going for it and actually brewing this beer. In order to just re- I just read that and like moonlight, like I said, is my favorite brewery out here. They've been brewing since 1992. Wow, isn't that crazy? Usually, a, a brewery that's doing such cool and innovative beers isn't usually an older brewery, you know. Right. One that would lie back on its laurels, but they're just always, they're like on the cutting edge of, 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 uh, of, uh, new beer, um, innovation as far as. And also, uh, and also you think a place that have been around for, well, 30 years that, uh, the, you know, they would hopefully have a little more distribution, but I guess they're just keeping it, uh, keeping it local. Right. Right. And they have a small, uh, I was just reading, they have a pretty small, uh, Tap room, like not tap room, a brewery. They're, they're not just not a big brewery. Yeah. So they've just kept it small. Yeah. And managed to be successful. I didn't even know about them until I moved out here. And I had been coming to California since 
the nineties. So yeah, uh, they're definitely small because they're in the same town as Russian River, right? Which has gotten bigger. They've they have two breweries now, so they are they have a lot of output. The Russian River, but it's something about that town. There's another brewery called Hen House out of Santa Rosa that just just makes killer IPAs and really good uh, good beers. It's just some, I don't know if it's the water, maybe. Or just it's just a great brewery town, great town for brewing. I guess it's the Russian River setting the tone. But yeah, then again, it sounds like since Moonlight's been there since '92, they've been setting the tone as well. I, I've been trying to find uh, as we've been talking since you you've, you've been very good about looking up your stuff, seeing if like Beer Advocate might have a little bit more on this, but there's there's not a whole lot there. It's uh, they've got some really great review, only two reviews, but uh, very very high marks on them. Uh, for an average of 91 out of 100. We're uh, talking about the adjunct beer? We're talking about the Westbrook Adjunct Assault 2. Uh, I, I'm, I, I'm not sure what was in the one, but uh, this, this one I think is is really... Yeah, it's like it's it, that that cinnamon, that coffee, definitely some... I'm uh, getting a lot of chocolatey notes in there as well, even though that is not one of the listed adjuncts, uh, but it definitely has that flavor to it. Right on. And I like a nice little, I like feeling like a sense of warmth in my chest just from having a few sips of it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the kind, the kind you get, even though this is not a barrel aged one, the kind of thing that you get from like, a, you know, a, a whiskey or something. Yeah. The August 26th is the Moonlight's uh, 31st anniversary. Wow. And you get to help be there for celebrating that this year. I don't know if they're actually yeah. doing anything for it. Yeah. I mean, it's not close to here, so. It's close enough that we get plenty of deliveries, but uh, yeah, and the bars around here always have moonlight too. It's so they know the good bars know that this is the good place to get stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of anniversaries, uh, on the last episode, uh, Beer Wonder was talking a lot about uh, Carmine Street Beer's tenth anniversary, and I realized I'd, I'd never been there at all. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, a few nights ago, I was uh, I was in the neighborhood at a uh, one of my least favorite indie theaters, but uh, <laughs> I, uh, Angelica. I uh, just I don't. <laughs> oh, movie theaters, okay. Yeah, is it a movie theater? No, I they, I like the movies I see there, but uh, but their this the design of their screens are right. kind of terrible. Uh, just old fat old school. It was old school when they were even in uh, 1992 when I would go to a movie there. It would still. Yeah, it was like from the first round of like like multiplex design <laughs> where they're yeah. like just way, way too long and thin. And so yeah. there's like so either you're sitting at the front looking with your with your neck craned, you're in the back and it looks like a postage stamp. Uh, yeah. But I was able to find I was still able to enjoy the film. And I was I was I was in that neighborhood and I was looking on my phone and thinking, all right, what uh, what bars are around here that I haven't been to? And I suddenly made the made the connection like, oh, yeah, that Carmine Street place. I bet that's really close to here. So I walked over yeah. there Um had some there. Uh, the the beers were a little little pricier than I was I was I was looking for, but uh, I have to admit there were some really really great beers. Uh, mm. And and you know we uh, we flirt with the whole idea of uh, the whole fuck founders thing, but every once in <laughs> yeah. a while I see one by them that I have to have, and that that, that was what I had there. I had a uh, a French toast bastard, I think is what it was. Oh my! I'm I'm, I'm gonna look this up again. Uh, this is what we you know this is this is why we rarely release a lot of video footage because some of us just lo us looking down at our phones and think, what did I have that night? I don't remember. I know. Uh, keep researching. I have, uh, yeah. French toast bastard. I see that's what you have. Yeah. Uh, and it was, uh, it was a very high, uh, 
me see here. Yeah, there was a eleven point one percent. It's basically the version of the Backwoods Bastard, but it's uh, it's uh, it's a Scotch ale. I'm assuming it's it's got that the French toast flavors that make that. And I think there's some aging going on with this one as well for it to be an eleven point one percent. So really, really tasty one. Uh, and then I I think I had another one there, but somehow I'm not seeing it on on my list. So. Uh, I, I, it's funny because maybe, maybe the other one I had was one I'd already uh, recorded at some point. Or well, time. you mentioned there was an eight ounce KCBC, but I don't know if you got around to that. Yeah, I thought I, I you know, and I thought I had no. Yeah, you're right. It was a, it was a KCBC. Uh, it was the darkness. We talked about the whole darkness series from KCBC before. Uh, I mm-hmm. had one of those at Stoutapalooza. This is one I don't think I had seen before. Uh, but it was the, I think it was the black. Uh, they, they, they're all coated by different colors, and this one was was okay. the black. Um, and, uh, let me see here exactly what that one is. I said, yeah, called the dark. Oh, here we go. I, I'm, at least I, my Google search remembers me looking for it. Oh, it's, it's, it's called the darkness beneath. Uh, and this is the, the black version of it. Um, it is, right ah, this is exciting, isn't it? All this, uh, what's on my phone? Let me see. Uh, okay, here we go. Oh, okay. This is worth the wait. I think. Uh, our unholy beast of a milk stout, aged in Willet bourbon and eight-year-old Elijah Craig barrels, with light roast chichen coffee beans from Guatemala and Mad- Madagascar bourbon vanilla. Wow. Notes of smooth espresso, cacao ganache, black fudge, and soft oak. Oh Contains my! Lactose. Yeah, it was. It was. It was a really fantastic beer. But I mean, I knew it would be. So that's why I had to go ahead and you know, I, how often am I going to get over here? Uh, I really did realize the reason I haven't been there. I haven't like run across my path is because generally it's just close enough to the blind tiger yeah. that I'll wind up there most of the time. Yeah. I've only been a couple of times and just to buy cans. I think I, I, never, I never sat down there. Yeah. And had but, beers. But I uh, talked for a while to the bartender, Dean. He was telling me all about a uh, really nice guy. I, I mean, whole, it was a really very welcoming, friendly environment. Uh, a lot of like regulars there at, and we talked about the podcast a little bit. Um, and he was telling me about the upcoming 10 year anniversary. And in fact, if you go on their Instagram, I mean, by the time you, you hear this, the thing will have already happened. However, Dean did tell me that, you know, they will keep all of those beers on draft for as long as they last. So obviously some of them that are small kegs may kick the night of the thing. Uh, but some of them you might be able to go in, uh, Monday or Tuesday, uh, cause it's happening on a Saturday and we're being released here two days after that. So you can do your math there. And, uh, and if they don't have it, it's worth the check out. But what's interesting is it is their 10th anniversary. So one of the things that they have on draft, uh, of course, you know why this gets my attention. They have a goose Island bourbon County 2013. Oh, so yeah. like a 10 year old 13. Yeah. Oh well, that's the thing because they want they're going with that theme, and I think they said they also have some bottle pours of a worldwide stout from 2013. So they're trying to you know keep that whole theme going. Right, right. Well, uh, the uh, I, I remember a few years ago we went to Blocktoberfest. Remember that? Yes, I do. That's kind of, I was reading a shout out to um, my man uh, Brew York, uh, who is uh, writes a newsletter. I get his emails every week. And he mentioned that Blocktoberfest is happening again. And I was like, I want to go. <laughs> yeah, I think so, I, I filled out a survey for them where they gave me a discount code. But unfortunately, I think I'm going to be out of town for it this year. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, that's right. All right. Well, no, you, can, you can come up and stay enough. at my place so you can go to it. 
Oh, all you right. Know, you can apartment sit for me so you can go to Blacktoberfest. Oh, that's not bad. It's not bad. I mean, I will miss you. Uh, but I've been doing uh, some festing here in uh, yeah. Frez, as it were. Uh, f- last Friday night was kind of fun. Uh, there's a brewery here I've mentioned on the show, Graveview Brewing. I'm friends with the brewers now. Uh, and they don't have a tap room. Yeah. So um, they do have a brewery and they they're, they are beers can be found around town, but it's few and far between. So they had an event last Friday and it was a uh, it was all about their common ale, their com- California common, which is a steam beer. Right. And right. Uh, they made what they called artisanal infusion themed beers. And it's the Lord of the Ale series. And nine beers to rule them all. So they've had three different bars, and they're going to uh, the the three bars uh, were uh, uh, one was Summer Fox Clovis, which is where they brew actually. Right. I uh, didn't make it to that, but we went to a place called Industry Tap Union. Nice tap room, really nice. Uh, good beer selection, really good spot. I just haven't been over there. You know, it's just a different part of town. I just don't go to that area too much, but. Mm-hmm. Really great place. Uh, and we had, and we met some of the brewers over there, went with a couple of friends. We tried three of them over there. Uh, and they were all the same beer. They're saying the California Common. And you got to get a little uh, uh, flyer where you could fill in the circles when you try one. Right. But I got got to have the, the, the flight over there for that one. And then we went to Spoke Easy, uh, which is down in the Tower District. Uh, and, and I had another one there. Uh, so that was a fun little event on Friday. Uh, artisanal beers you know they were all the california common so it wasn't uh there was the the common the crimson vesper the peach and leaf yeah. apple of my chai choco mate pass that was good choco mate pass. choco mate pass it was made with like chicory and chocolate and uh, uh also uh i think cinnamon i mean there might be nutmeg in there as far as wow I'm- uh, coconut campfire, blackberry There's forest. nutmeg in here. <laughs> exactly. And the, any of these could have been had nutmeg. They were basically made with all different types of tea was the idea. Oh, okay. And California, the Art Tea Zinal series. Oh, uh, so it that's, was, it was that's why you're pronouncing it that way. I get it now. Yeah. Yeah. So it was it was, uh, it was a nice little uh, promotion for Graveview. And I, I hope that uh, they can get a taproom going one of these days. Excellent. Uh here in the Frez. Yeah, they're definitely a Fresno brewery for sure. And so that's that's Friday. I'm going to try to take it a day at a time, but uh, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I, you know, I I can't remember what. Oh, I think I, no, I don't think I, I, I may had any uh, like beer ventures on uh, Friday, except, you know, anytime I, I don't have anything outside of it, I will stop by the Beer and Cheese Collective. Uh, you know, that that's why they're such a good sponsor, because I would be talking about them even if they weren't giving us free beer for the podcast now and again, because it's, it's where I hang out a lot. Uh, but for me, I, I, I wound up having to take a, a week off from work last week just because I had some vacation that was about to expire. So, I, I, you know, spent a lot of time going to places and a lot of those were movie theaters. Uh, but I, now that you mentioned uh, Blocktoberfest, I actually did go to that location over the weekend. Oh, that's uh, right. Yeah. Because uh, a couple a couple months ago, you know, these uh, these tastings they have at uh, Beer and Cheese Collective almost every other week. Occasionally it, 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 they change it up, but generally every other week they have a they have a tasting 
and they had one for transmitter a couple of months ago. And uh, they essentially, the way they'll do it a lot with a lot of these places, all you have to do is maybe buy one, the draft beer they have or buy any of their beer and take it away from you, uh, take, take it away with you. Uh, and either they'll give you something right there or they'll enter you into a drawing. And I, I entered myself into a drawing and wound up with a gift certificate for four eight ounce pours. You know, I might call it a flight because we sort of treated it as such, but that's sort of a mega flight if they're all eight ounces. Yeah, uh, I had like some, that. <laughs> had some really good stuff there. Yeah, they, uh, the, uh, the, the only caveat the whole thing was uh, some of the beers were, uh, if they, there was only one size, we could get one of those if we wanted to count it for two. So what we did was we, we just picked our favorite four of the ones that were, uh, we were allowed to and then wound up getting two more of the ones that were like a little, little heftier. Um, in fact, one of those was, uh, it was a, it was a barrel aged sour, but that's sort of a, a fun thing about, about transmitter is like all their beers. They, you know, there was a Porter, uh, and we had that for one of the eight ounce pours, but they also had like a beer to guard. Um, mm-hmm. they really are committed to that Saison slash farmhouse yeah, style. Farmhouse sales. Yeah. Uh, and that, that really is their specialty and they do it better than anyone, I think. Yeah. And they're sort of under the radar. Uh, is that yeah. a pun? No pun intended. Because uh, they're transmitter. The transmitter. Yeah, I, I got it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I got it. You got it. You got it. Um, See what I did there. <laughs> I uh, I like them. They make. They also make lagers, and they make an IPA too. But uh, yeah. they they really do make. Uh, they stick to that farmhouse and sour uh, philosophy, and they, I think they do really good stuff. And it's a nice tap room too. And in that in that same place is a Russ and Daughters. The uh, yes. Jewish deli. I remember when and we were there for Blacktoberfest, you got some whitefish or something. That's there, a whitefish. Right? I got to get that whitefish again someday. <laughs> you got to got to line your stomach with something before you go on and uh, you know uh, multiple tasting thing. I, yeah. I think when I was there, they had like an empanada truck, and that's what I used to uh, you know prepare for the onslaught of uh, of of multiple tastings. Right. Well, I've been trying uh, uh, a new thing because I have been partying kind of hard uh, of late. I'm trying to like, I said the goal, it's a goal for myself to have no more than 10 beers in the week, right? Okay. I'm going Sunday to Saturday. And last week I did 12. Okay. <laughs> 12 and a half. And this week I'm like, tomorrow I'm going out. I'm like, I don't know. I'm going to like some cool places. It's so hard. Yeah. Because I, I go to these bars and I'm like, okay, this is my last beer. But it's like, oh, but there's like five I want to try. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's and 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 also I I take the bus to the tower. Sure. So that so. kind of gives that gives me like free reign to like not worry about driving home. So that gives me like I can have as many as I want. So anytime I tell Cider Girl, I'm like I'm taking the bus. She's like, Oh Christ! <laughs> <laughs> What's he gonna be like when he gets home? <laughs> but you know, it's better. I mean, I'm a responsible driver. What can I say? Yeah. Very, and uh, you know. Because it's a, it's a car culture here, and I know that most people do drink and yeah. drive. They don't necessarily get drunk and drive, but I know people will have three beers, maybe even four beers, and still drive. Yeah, and, um, and doesn't California? I'm just not comfortable pretty, with that personally. But also, also doesn't California have pretty rigid standards as far as the uh, the blood alcohol level? I don't know. I don't. Uh, I, I missed that question on my on my driver's test. Oh yeah, oh you did. They asked. <laughs> I still you got passed. It wrong. 
All right. I did get it wrong. The blood alcohol level. It is very low, though. You're right. It's very low. Yeah, that's what I heard. Is like you, you like you, you almost have to just like smell a beer, and I and, and I did just look this up. Apparently, oh, good, yeah. it, it is point oh eight percent or higher if you are of age. Point zero one percent if you're under twenty one. And uh, 0.04% if you're on, uh, on a DUI probation. Oh, my. I, I don't know how many drinks that actually translates to, but it doesn't sound like a lot. Oh, here we I go. I looked at some. Yeah. There's like a chart, right? It shows you how many you can have. Yeah. And I read, I was reading this chart and it was like with my weight. And somehow I interpreted, I could have eight beers. <laughs> <laughs> Brickin's like, I don't think you read that right. Yeah, I, you're right. You think it should be uh, based on your weight, but what I'm seeing here, what they're claiming is, uh, 0.08 percent is basically four 12 ounce beers over two hours. So what we've de- we've determined if you ever have to take that test again, 0.08, 0.08. So l- l- less than 0.1. Now watch, they'll just they'll tease you, and they'll and 0.09 will be one of the choices. Was it oh, multiple wait, choice? Yeah. It was multiple choice. Yeah. Oh, okay. Hopefully, I'll never have to take it again. But oh, okay. I guess it's possible. They might make old people take it. Yeah, that's funny. I felt. I feel. Is that is that specifically a California thing? Because I feel like when I moved to New York, uh, you know, I had to get set up with insurance and all that. But I don't remember ever having to take a separate like driver's test in New yeah, York. Yeah, same for me. Yeah, uh, when I uh, yeah, but even uh, a cider girl had to take it. She's a California native. Yeah. So I thought that would give her some uh, some leeway, but no. Yeah, she couldn't. She couldn't. Not so we it. thought it was only going to be two of us on this episode, but uh, Teddy is determined to uh, to be a part of this today. You know, he's just uh, gets excited. He's not getting belly rubs. He's upset. Well, you know, I, I'm. You I need I, to hire someone to be in here. Just give him belly rubs all day. Yeah, that's that, that, that's you know that's I, I you know I, I honestly I would bet that in California, uh, maybe not in Fresno, but in California, <laughs> there's definitely an occupation that 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 does that. Yeah. Dog hugger. I mean, one of my one one of the funniest things about to me when I watch Curb Your Enthusiasm. I, obviously, that's L.A. or Santa Monica. Uh, but uh, the funny thing about that show is there are occupations I never imagined would having, and then you have all these rich people sitting around talking about like who does your remotes, <laughs> <laughs> and they're all just and, and everyone has a remote guy there, like a guy who comes who helps them set up their sets up set up their remotes. Like, yeah, my guy who got my remotes, I can't figure it out at all. Like. Oh well, I got a great guy. I'm like that. That is a job in in, yeah. in the L.A. area. A guy who comes to your house and helps you set up your remotes. Yeah, I mean, I could use that, frankly. Oh yeah, I uh, I do have I do have remote issues. Always have. Well, I, I, partly is that because you you insist on continuing to have cable. I know, and uh, I don't know. I mean, we might start start dropping dropping stuff left and right. I don't know. I mean, I feel well, with the app. For me, with the apps I have on Roku and what I have from broadcast just with an antenna, I, I have more than I can handle. Yeah, I do find not necessarily needing the cable. Yeah. But I don't know, especially, you know, uh, yeah, it's like live sports and I, I don't really I don't really watch too much of it. Yeah. Like they had the, uh, the Women's World Cup and they're like, yeah, the game will be on at 6 a.m. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to make that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, we're about at that point in the show. 
Oh yeah, you're. Uh, see, I'm still working on my first one, but go ahead and uh, I, I'm I'm gonna savor this one, but I, I may get to a second one before the end of this. And I got another beer, and I just decided to spotlight my my friends up at Moonlight. I got another one. All right. This one's called Side of Rice. Side of Rice. It's a rice lager, a full flavored extra light bodied lager with notable rice character, crisp crackery malt, and delicate floral hops. Now I like a nice rice locker i do um but oh it's coming right out of the can the problem i find is they're just too low in alcohol <laughs> well yeah that's uh this is 4.7 and i got my hop head glass here let's give it a oh, shot there you go we're gonna see a lot of clarity here Super very clean, clean. Yeah, a nice clean pour here. Oh yeah! Wow. Yeah, yeah that that is that is very clarity. very low on the SRM chart for sure. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I uh, I mean that that is Tyler an interesting. Rice. I, I think one of the interesting things about uh, craft beer is that uh, I, I feel like they have oh, brought I, back I just, the respectability of the rice lager. Yeah, yeah, in a lot of ways, yeah, uh, yeah, because the rice is is known for. Are light American lagers the, the yeah it's like a filler they they it's often referred to as a filler like sorghum or something like that to save money yeah I guess by not by buying less grain I don't know how much you know just use the barley for Pete's sake yeah but anyway imagine I mean we'd have a whole different beer culture if we just never went into the rice and corn thing but I think originally when we did that in the states it was because we had a lack of access to the quality hops, especially the noble hops, the European hops. Right. And so the hops we grew here weren't, they were a little more bitter. And it wasn't until like the 1980s that we discovered the West Coast hops, the Yakima Valley hops were really good for IPAs and that sort of thing. Uh, and then the craft beer revolution took off. But before that, we were like, well, put some rice in it. Uh, that'll do the trick. And it's not like it's, it's, uh, it's unprecedented. The Chinese have been making a rice beer for uh, like nine, 900 years, 900. Sounds yeah. Right to me. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is like anything 9, that's old enough, someone can figure out a cheap 9, workaround. Yeah. Oh, nine, yeah. 9,900. Zero. All this fuss over is zero or two. Smells good. Decimal place. Let me give it a try. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, okay. It's got a real like, it's got a real like, uh, I don't want to say bitter finish. It's a, yeah, it's bitter. It's got a bitter aftertaste, but an, it's good. It's really good. I mean, it's got a nose of a of a light lager, and and uh, but as you can see, it's got a nice uh, nice head. It even it's very healthy head. Nice yeah, lacing. So I don't know if they 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 give it some extra hops here, but uh, floral hops. Yeah, so maybe it's made with West Coast hops. And uh, so it has a real, uh, uh, you know, craft beer flavor to it. <clears throat> Excuse me. And it's a it's a good belcher. Excellent. Real quaffable. Yeah, I like that. Well, as uh, as you get lighter, I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna go just a little bit darker. Interestingly enough, I should say both both beers we've had today. I'm having today 
are uh, are from uh, Beer and Cheese Collective. That first one I neglected to mention before is a sponsored pour. It's a sponsored pour from the Beer and Cheese Collective. Uh, this other one is is not a sponsored pour, but I also bought it there, and I was really glad that the provider pointed this one out to me because uh, I saw it on the shelf. And uh, well, uh, I'll I'll do respect, Huck. I know you like the peanut butter beers. I'm a little uh, wishy washy on them. And I saw this beer, and I uh, I had seen another version of it that was peanut butter. So I had sort of like, oh, I'm not, maybe I'm not going to get that right away. But the provider pointed out to me that this particular version of Abomination Midnight Snack is mm. actually a chocolate fondue version. Uh, and so the what the adjuncts it has listed on there are chocolate, cream, vanilla bean, and pound cake. Uh, and this, right. one, this one is a... Uh, oh, my. I actually, I'm Sounds going like up. my favorite donut. I'm also going up with this one. This is a 14%. Oh, hey-o. Yeah. So uh, here we go. I'm, I'm going to use the same glass because I think the, this with the other adjuncts, it's going to go beautifully. Yeah, give it a nice little extra flavor, yeah. And again, there we're we talking go. dark, and I love this can. Yeah. Right, you got to take another look at that. I will. I'll show that in a second. Here we go. Yeah, this is this is Abomination does some great stuff. I, uh, you know, as I said, I was on vacation last week, but you know, I... know, it's uh, interesting. You're there, right in the middle of your can there's something there that's it's being disappeared from the green screen yeah all right so what it is like a little crystal ball or goldfish bowl so you got like a a monster here uh looking over into this there's well there's a fondue pot there that's that's Ah, that's here it's a fondue pot uh and that's where like the chocolate's going into and 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 also behind all of that is just there's a refrigerator because it's like basically you're opening up your refrigerator for a midnight stack, and you've got the fondue pot in there. Um, so yeah, let's uh, let's give this a try. Yeah. Oh fuck, that's delicious. Yeah. Oh, uh, is, right. that, is, that, is, is that copyrighted? I, uh... Oh fuck, that's delicious. Yeah, I, th- I think at some point or another I ran Go across FTD. it. I don't know what channel it's on, but uh, it was I found it on like one of my streaming services. There's some food show called Fuck That's Delicious. Uh, I'm not familiar with that one. Yeah, it definitely is. It is. It is very sweet. But uh, yeah, it, it, it it's a really nice nice dessert stout. Nice. Uh, yeah, this this is adjunct night for me, I guess. Yeah, for sure. That's really good. I yeah, uh, I meant to look up before we did this thing tonight about uh, about what other abominations we've had because I know we've had a few. Uh, but I, I just can't remember. Yeah. Uh, I, I have our, uh, yeah, they're out of, uh, they're part of the 12% group out of, uh, North Haven, Connecticut. Is that right? I think you're absolutely right. Uh, it doesn't say here, but I'm pretty sure you're right. I think they brew out of 12%, uh, usually, um, although no, actually this one says, yeah, uh, they're, yes, this, it, it says they're distributed by 12%. Okay. I think they're probably brewed there too. Uh, hard, hard to say for sure. Um, but yeah, I actually, here's what I'm going to do in real time while we're talking, I'm going to bring up, uh, this and, and look at our spreadsheet here and see if I can, I can get to the bottom to see what we've had from abomination. No, we've had them a couple times. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're, I mean, they're great. They do some fantastic stuff, but, uh, and I, and I will say, I, 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 I did a scary can art. I actually did like their uh, their their peanut butter uh, version of, of the of this one. Um, 
but this one's better for me. Uh, because everything, all this is, it's all subjective, isn't it, Huck? Yeah. Speaking of subjective, yeah. when I talk about Moonlight and how everything they do is is just fantastic, I really did like working for Tips, the Redwood Ale. It's just not yeah. my style. But yeah. this side of rice, this is like one of the best rice lagers I ever had. Yeah. <laughs> it's really good. It's And they call it a Japanese rice lager, but I mean... If you take a Sapporo and, and put it up against this, it's like, sorry, this just rules. All right, I have uh, I have two lacing on there for a lager. It's good. I have, I've, I I do have two abominations listed here. I'm going to be finding them very shortly. Uh, okay, so oh, this we had one that was a uh, oh this was this was a beer wonder beer. I remember it specifically because he just really uh, really liked the, the name of it. Uh, we had one with his Abomination District 96 collaboration called Don't Step on Snick. Okay. <laughs> yes. And, uh, and the, oh, the other snack. one. Oh, this is a, this is a, this is a really interesting one. I get one. it. Uh, I had one of theirs when we had our pumpkin episode way back in episode six, and it was called Forbidden Pumpkin. Oh, okay. Now that's when I had a District 96 beer. Yeah. yeah. I think. Like that, that, I, that sounds plausible to me. Nice brewery. I forget about them. Speaking of uh, breweries that I've either forgotten about or, 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 or neglected or meant to and didn't get to, uh, after we went to uh, the transmitter place, uh, Belgian yes. Babe and I decided, uh, I mean, I, I, I decided, oh, I suggested it and we decided together. Uh, we've been talking for a long time about that which ails you. Yes, it's in downtown Manhattan. Yeah, because we've been hearing about it. Like, we've been hearing about it. I think you might have mentioned it on the show I first. I probably mentioned it first. I never went down there, yeah. And and then when we had uh, when we were doing our show about... Uh, it, I, we should probably give episode numbers when we do this more often, in case anyone who's listening... I know most of the people who listen religiously listen to every single episode we have. Yes. Uh, but for those of you who don't... Uh, we'll try and give... give we did an episode called... Uh, uh, curtain up, which was all about the curtain up uh, brewery, uh, or about the curtain up beer that was made by a bit different breweries. It started at Gun right. Hill, uh, and it was all thing to help the performing arts. And yes. when we had that on, uh, it was really interesting because we had the happy hour guys on, and one of them had a torch and crown beer, and and he said, uh, uh, he said uh, this one, this is by my Manhattan's only brewery. And Dave Lopez, the brewer at Gun Hill, said, no, actually, there's another one. And he went and made sure to mention that which ails you. So that was like two years ago. And I finally got there because I was realizing we, we, I'm we glad they're still there. Yeah. We wound up taking the ferry uh, to the Navy yard and then we went back down and realized, Oh, this is about a 15 minute walk to uh, that, which ails you. We should check that mm-hmm. out. And it's great. You walk in the place and the first thing they do is, would you like to have a sample of our two most popular beers? They just ask you that, right? They away. ask you, you want right away. They give you like free samples. They've got like a, you know, a basic lager. And the other one they had was like a ginger IPA. Oh, okay. Which was really good. Now, of course, after have, after sharing those six, eight ounce pours at Transmitter, uh, we wound up not getting any full pours, but we just like, we had a flight of our favorite ones. And I think of, of the ones, uh, the flight we had, the best ones of that, there was a coconut porter. And mm-hmm. then there was like this lychee or lychee or lychee. How's that pronounced? Any lychee? Lychee. It was a, it was a red ale, but with lychee in it. Okay. And it was really, mm-hmm. really good. Uh, 
and bartender was very friendly. Uh, and then they have a nice backyard area uh, with, uh, with, with, you know, like tables and stuff. There's also like a sandbox and there is cornhole <laughs> and, wow. uh, and there are hammocks, hammocks <laughs> in their backyard. <laughs> That's great. I, I think so too. Yeah. And, and they, have room for, they do all their brewing on site. They do all their brewing on site. They sell all their brew, brew, all their beer on site. Uh, it is it is it is officially they have this outside the place. They call it a nano brewery. Yeah, in uh, which Manhattan, is, which is like so hard to do. Yeah, that is that is like the 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 level below microbrewery is nano brewery, and mm-hmm. I know there are numbers and uh, beer beer vendors. Feel free to look that up online and and email us about what those are because uh, I think we've done enough research for today. Uh, but nano breweries, it's, it's a very small batch, very, uh, you know, it's a closed mm-hmm. loop there. I mean, I'm sure some nano breweries sell stuff outside, but we, yeah, we, we did ask the bartender and he said, yeah, it's all brewed there. It's all sold there. It's all, it's all self-contained there. And, uh, some re- really, really nice breweries. Now, were uh, there a, was there a nice crowd there? I mean, it was kind of chill. Uh, that's just, that's, but that's just August in New York. I think like it's a sort of place that mm-hmm. is probably yeah, mostly quiet, locals yeah. that swing by there. Uh, this was like on a, around, you know, four or five o'clock on a Saturday afternoon. Uh, so it's like, uh, I feel like, you know, there's the, there's the brunch crowd and then there's the evening crowd and in between like Saturdays aren't necessarily incredibly busy, which I always like when I was like, okay, well, I, I, I can stay here longer and relax and have a good time more so if it's not packed with people, but I, I hope they do really great business at, at other times of the day. Uh, but yeah. And, and this location for those that aren't like hip to what New York is like. I mean, it's when we talk about downtown, this is not an area that's like generally, I don't want to say it's under visited by your average New Yorker. I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. I mean, it's close to the F train. Um, it's what we call East Broadway. Yeah. Is the neighborhood, I believe. Yeah. The only thing that was striking any, any ring of familiarity as I was walking from the, the, the bar to, or the, the brewery, to the train was, I think it's probably not terribly far from the Metrograph movie theater. Okay. It's uh, almost under the Manhattan Bridge. Yeah, that sounds right. Just about. It's, it's on a street called Madison Street. Madison Street, so, not to be confused with Madison Avenue. <laughs> if you said to, even to a New Yorker, you said, yeah, it's at Madison and Market. Yeah. And not Madison but, but, Avenue. No, Madison Street. <laughs> Madison Street and Market Street, you'd be like, what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> But that's uh, that's downtown East Broadway area. Yeah, uh, I used to go down there a little bit. There was a, like an open mic that I used to go to in that neighborhood. Yeah, and what, there was, what was another the, what was beer place down there. Oh yeah, oh, that that was an old uh, dive bar, and it was called something. It had a number to it. Yeah, I have to find it. I think it's right right here. Hang on, it's still there. No, it, it might be gone. You know. It's entirely These possible. Things, no, I was just wondering if, if, if you mentioned it, if it's a place that I remembered. Yeah, it's, it was right on East Broadway. Okay. The actual street, as opposed to West Broadway or Broadway. Three, diff- three different streets. Yeah. Uh, it, had, it was the address of the, of the actual place. Okay. The number. So it was like, it was a real nice dive bar. There used to be a Sunday night comedy open mic, and I would go to that sometimes. Well, if there's any of our, our listeners who are out there who remember what Huck is talking about, please. Uh, I also made. A, I also was in a movie that filmed in that bar too. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, a movie called uh, Stags. 
Stags. Stags. Did that that get a whole lot of distribution, Huck? It did not. Yeah. Uh, But I'm sure sure it was a great uh, piece of work, but I... uh... Not bad. Not bad. Yeah. For a low-budget movie. I I actually had two roles. Oh, yeah? I played Dr. Pern. Yeah. A a podiatrist. Yeah. Who uh, uh, officiates a wedding ceremony. Okay. So he's like, wears a lot of hats. And then I had a secret role as a British narrator to a wildlife documentary. Ah. And it's the first thing you you hear in the movie. It's also, uh, I do a voiceover of the uh, trailer for the film. So here's, if you look here's, up Stag's trailer, you'll hear my voice. Here's just something that where, where my brain went when you talked about how you were a doctor in a dive bar who was also a wedding officiant. Uh, yes. Did you see John Mulaney's recent uh, Netflix special? I did not. Uh, one yet. of the th- one of the things about it was like how easy it is to get drugs from certain doctors, and the best way to do it is like uh, do a do like a, a a search for like whoever is lowest rated. <laughs> like if you search for the lowest rated doctors, okay. they're the ones you can probably get the drugs you want from. And I feel ah. like a doctor who like who does who's a wedding officiant in a shitty bar would probably be one of those, those doctors. <laughs> well, it wasn't the, the wedding took place somewhere else, but, okay. uh, D- Dr. Pern was a family friend. Okay. Also played, and he's also was Jewish. And I've, um, I've actually played Jewish characters uh, more than once. As have uh, I, have you ever worn a prosthetic nose for it? <laughs> no, no, I use the birch. <laughs> I use the birch nose. Um, by the way, the bar is called 169 Bar, and it is still there, according to Google Maps. Uh, uh, 169 uh, Bar. Uh, I have been, had an empty beer for a while, so okay. I'm going to go get a third one. I think maybe we'll. Uh, All right. We'll, well, uh, well, where can well, we? Uh, where can we hear more about the beer ventures? Well, uh, you can reach out to us at thebeervengers at gmail.com for emails. Uh, and speaking of that, actually, this is something I've been wanting to mention like the last three episodes because we okay, always promise, promise to talk to our fans that they do. And uh, our friends who were, they were very early adapter and apparently if you continue to listen, we had them on the show, uh, the Acquired Tastings guys. Yeah. Uh, they, uh, they, they regularly reach out to us on our social media. So they're clearly still listening and they appreciated that we mentioned them casually a few episodes ago. And we just want to let them know that we appreciate that. And and anyone who uh, reaches out to l- let them know, you know, you're listening and enjoying the show, uh, we encourage you to do that at thebeervengersgmail.com or on any of our uh, social media apps at the Beer Avengers. I don't I don't think Threads has really taken off. Uh, you know, I picked up Threads the other day. I went to look at it. And I was like, oh, people are posting on here. Yeah, yeah. We've uh, we posted like four times on there. We got one like uh, I don't I don't think anyone's really spending any time there. Or we're just horribly unpopular, uh, but but I, the, the, really the, I mean the place that as the the primary uh, primary primary what did I would pronounce it that way I've had a thirteen percent to fourteen percent. I like it. Guy. I like the new pronunciation. Primary. Uh, primary. Uh, Huck and I both uh, do a lot of curation of the Beer Avengers Instagram feed, but that really is where we see you the most. Uh, but again, if you mm-hmm. find us somewhere else, we'll try and find you back and reach out to you because, you know, you're all Beer Avengers just like us and we love you. Uh, yeah, and don't cancel us. We're trying to get to 100 here. 
And that's wonderful and to note it on. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, Huck, uh, go ahead and play us out. Right on. Pleasure to hang out with you, Captain. You too, man. With a beer, 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 Avengers, beer, 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 Avengers, beer, 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 Avengers. We're the beer Avengers. <laughs>